Welcome to the Lights, Camera, Rant Podcast. Your source for the latest on movies, TV shows, and video games. Get ready for ranting, raving, and reviewing. Here is your host, Lee. Hi everyone, welcome back for another edition of Lights, Camera, Rant. As always, I'm your wonderful host, Lee. And you've come to the right spot for anything movie, TV shows, and video game reviews, news, and ranting on till I get a blood vessel in my head because I can't convey it enough. So how are we all doing with the Spider-Man No Way Home fatigue? Um, I look as, in the past week since I my last episode, which I told uh, about all about Spider-Man no Way, no Way Home, all the theories, all the news and everything, which I just blurred out because this had to get out because this past week my facebook instagram tiktok uh youtube every single platform that you know my this podcast is on has just been going nuts with spider-man theories every little tidbit every little thing is just being zoomed in or different scenes are splashed together you know it's just becoming it's just insane this past week, all about this. And, you know, it's nearly, Spider-Man, this has nearly overshared, overshared anything else that's coming out at the moment. Look, Internals are still at the box office, yet right now it's pretty much like, all right, cool, Internals, Spider-Man. We need to know more about Spider-Man. And it's just insane. Um, as for the best thing I put it, I said to a blog the other day was the fact that it is we are very lucky for being a Spider-Man fan or a comic book fan. It is a most wonderful time to be alive at this stage with everything that's coming out, everything that is going to be coming out, and anything that has come out. is just It's just fantastic. You know, what we're seeing, you know, and I did see the other day that a very small comment that did make me feel a little bit sad was that Spider-Man 3 might be the single greatest our greatest Spider-Man movie ever made so far, so far, uh, and unfortunately, you know, Stan Lee isn't going to be part of it, which is really sad. I feel like if he saw this movie, he would have just, just been blown away. You know, it's almost terribly, terribly fitting um, the fact that his last physical cameo was Endgame. You know, it's it's like, uh, you know, that's the whole. You know, the Infinity Walker saga's all done and everything, you know, it's a whole saga, you know, everything. And I feel like if he could have seen Spider-Man 3, he would love it, you know. And as every single fan's going to watch this, I'm sure we're going to be blown away. Um, I think still after last Tuesday on Monday when I brought out uh, my Spider-Man No Way Home breakdown, I was still talking to Dean and Mark about it. I was like... <gasps> There's still extra stuff I found. There's still more. Um, I'm waiting for them to both be shut up, but at the same time, they're both just excited. They're both still breaking it down. Um, you know, and look, as I said last time, full train ahead, and it's going to be fantastic. So I hope you guys, uh, there's no Spider-Man fatigue. You're just going to have to set, strap yourself in. It's going to be one wild ride. Um, yeah, and also, uh, definitely, if you haven't already, definitely go check out my DC Breakdown episode with Dean and Mark, my guest epi- guest star episode, because uh, it's been a while since I've had someone on here. So that was a lot of fun to make, and you know, everything DC, obviously breaking down fandom, and also how would we do it differently, because DC, well, not so much DC, but Warner Brothers is like, oh my god, all these characters, what are we going to do? Throw it at the wall, see what sticks! Yeah! Yeah! 
yeah, you know, you want you want a Batman? Yep. Well, here's three Batman. Is that what you want? Uh, uh yeah, sure. Uh it's just a mess. Warner Brothers doesn't know what f they're doing. Anyway, let's get on today's episode. So, f- fresh reminder, everybody, is the fact that as this episode release on twenty fourth November, we're getting Hawkeye TV show. Um, Hawkeye TV series, which is launching on Disney Plus. So this will be six episodes. We get the first two episodes for free, which is fantastic. Um, so it's gonna be very, so very pumped to watch that. It, you know, it's really crazy the fact that you know, being the last TV show, how big the break's been, and the fact that you know we're already reaching that point. Because I remember when they first announced when Hawkeye was getting released, I was like, oh, November, Pfft, oh, that's far away. That's that's ages away. Like, don't have to think about that. <gasps> it's right around the corner. It's right here. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Back. Oh, my God. It's nearly December. And at the same party as another party, it's like, Spider-Man No Way Home is too far away. But, yeah. So very conflicted. But, yeah, we've already reached that point. Um, so very pumped to see this because, you know, this is going to be another pull break pull back away from the CGI, away from, you know, what we've seen with Internals, what we've seen with Loki, what we've seen with Shang-Chi, is that pull us back, it's going to be another, you know, diehard vibes, apparently there's lots of diehard vibes in this because it's Christmas, it's action, but we're going to see a little bit more on ground level, which, don't get me wrong, I think, I love that, you know, I love the fact that we can, you know, as a fan, you can watch the MCU, and it only caters to any of your liking. It's like, if you want a team, team up movie, Avengers. Do you want a hard action uh, kung fu movie, Shang Chi? You want something in space, Guns Galaxy? Do you want something, you know, a period piece, Captain America: First Avenger? You know, or Captain Marvel? You know, if you want a period piece, or if you want something spy, espionage, Captain America: Winter Soldier, Black Widow, Hawkeye. Uh, it's going to be very much more ground and pound, um, to ground level, uh, going into this. So it's going to be really cool to see, and I can't wait to see, obviously, Kate Bishop in full suit and doing Hawkeye stuff, bows and arrows. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. I have no doubt it's going to be really good. So far, every little tidbit of earlier reviews I've seen, everyone has enjoyed it um, so far, so that's always positive. And obviously, stay tuned, because obviously, I'm going to give my candidate review on this week by week, see what this all leads to. The most thing that we know going into this um, is the fact that after Black Widow, after the after credits scene, um, the fact that Hawkeye is getting blamed for, um, I can't remember her name now, that just escapes me. Ah, <laughs> Black Widow's sister, wow, I was on the tip of my tongue and just gone. Black Widow's sister, who, which Florence Pugh does play, um, she's, she's been told the fact that Hawkeye is the one who, you know, is the reason for her sister's death. So she's going to be sent on a rampage. So it'll be interesting to see whether or not, you know, is she, is she going to write the end of the episode or is she going to make any appearance? As well as we've also been told that everything that Hawkeye did in Infinity War as Ronan in the space of that five years, oh, sorry, Endgame in that space of that five years, sorry, after the events of Infinity War, uh, when he was playing Rowan, Ronan, sorry, that will carry across and will be making effect. Like sins of the past for what he's done from that will play into this as well. So really pumped for that. Remember, guys, November 24th, that's coming out. Uh, moving along, Michael Keaton was on, 
Michael Keenan was on a talk show, and he was talking to the fact that he's apparently returning as play Vulture. He's playing a Vulture, and he did say the fact he's he after he was doing the interview the very next day he was shooting some Vulture scenes, but he wouldn't tell us what Vulture scenes were for. So we don't know if this is for Morbius or we don't know if this is for Spider-Man No Way Home. So you know, is is the six Sinister Six? Yeah, that's a tongue twister. That's a tongue twister. Uh, six Sinister Six is Michael King going to be the sixth person, or is it going to be someone else? Um, which I don't really want to mention because of the fact, you know, spoilers, spoilers in this podcast, if you haven't known already. Um, I don't really want to say because I'll wait until after watch a particular movie and then I will mention it because um, I feel like that could be a very integral part. And for all those people that do know what I'm talking about, ah, at least you guys know what I'm talking about because I got spoiled on TikTok. Yep, I was scrolling through TikTok and I thought, oh, no. oh what's this? Oh, Oh, shit. It was too late then. I had to watch the whole thing. Mm, guilty. <laughs> uh, but yes, Michael Keenan will be defending as Vulture. I think Michael Keenan did a great job as Vulture. You know, Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I think he did a great job. And obviously, we've seen the fact he does make an appearance in Morbius. How that's all going to play out. It's also going to be fantastic. So, I really can't wait to see, obviously, more, more Michael Keenan. You know, next year, he's got whatever he's playing Vulture in. And he's got Batman, so he stocks up very high at the moment. Uh, also, moving along, uh, Paramount Plus released the first teaser for Halo, uh, the TV show. Uh, really wasn't much, but all we can really tell is the fact that the original uh, Cortana's voice is coming back for the TV show, which is fantastic. Um, she, you know, very integral character in that whole thing. You know, she almost carries a lot of that clearly because we can't see uh, Master Chief's face. So, but yet, small little teaser did drop. Really doesn't give much away. However, if you do go check my Facebook page, it is on there. So, you can definitely go check it out. Um, also, the news as well. Yeah, I've got a bit, guys. i got a bit. Because I missed the last week because we spoke a lot about the DC episode. I've got like, a lot of news to get off my chest. I've been really, i got like, two pages here. And I was like, <gasps> There's so much to get out. There's so much to tell you guys. Um, but yeah, moving on. Uh, Kevin Feige and an event mentioned the fact that Scarlett Johansson and himself are working on a secret Marvel project. Um, but apparently it's not related to Black Widow, which is going to be really interesting um, to see what that is. I'm, I was more... Uh, the project that I, I really don't actually give a shit about, I'm just really happy the fact that you know Scarlett Johansson is still working with Marvel and Kevin Feige and that relationship is still solid after the lawsuit, which makes me think, you know, after everything was was the lawsuit, which we sort of do know but at the same time, it was a lawsuit definitely, definitely more to do with Disney than it was directed at Marvel. You know, was it actually back and forth? Because, you know, with Kevin Feige, he just seems like the type of guy, you know, he just wants to be your friend. He just wants to make the best content. You know, he doesn't really want to, you know, doesn't really give shit about the political stuff. He's just like, look, you know, we want you for this project. You know, I want to make the very best. Can you come on board? This is what we can offer you. And then you obviously got Disney in the background going, oh, yeah, but what about this, what about that? Uh, which seems to, obviously, at this stage, Disney's really not interfered with a lot. Um, it just seems like Disney's just like, here's a direct line from Disney bank account directly into Marvel, pouring it in because that's that's really how it's been ever since they took over or ever since Disney bought Marvel especially with Disney Plus it's just opened a huge world of opportunities for Marvel 
Uh, but yeah, they're working on a secret project. I wonder what it is. I'm very curious to see if it will be a Disney Plus show or an, or a special. But uh, I definitely don't think it. Yeah, I percent agree with the fact that it's not to do with anything Black Widow because I do feel like that's something done, um, done dusted. Unless it's a small cameo of a past thing. I think that's about it. But uh, yeah, that's definitely you know Black Widow, hundred percent dead, ain't coming back. Uh, moving on, still talking about Marvel, uh, which is kind of interesting. Whether or not this is actually this particular thing is going to shake up uh, the release schedule, because the fact that obviously we do want to know that with Marvel, with the MCU, every much every uh, every movie has been delayed back by a few months, uh, from either you know two months to six months. Everything's been pushed back due to COVID. However, uh, with Black Panther two. Um, Alita Wright, who plays Shari, she injured herself on set uh, with a fractured shoulder and a concussion. Uh, this got reported about a month ago, and they said that you know production hold for a day, and then they went back to it. Um, you know, obviously, on these types types of movies, actually on any movie, which you know, as I can say, most recently with Alec Baldwin, which. Look, I have been following the Alec Baldwin thing, and look, it's just turning into more of a mess. There's lawsuits now, um, going back and forth. And honestly, uh, as I'm as I'm saying this, I don't think Alec, Alec Baldwin is going to come back to movies. You know, if you are you're a big fan of his movies and you want him to come back for another film, look, I think this might be the. Um, I was about to say nail in the coffin, but I thought no, that might be too too on the point. I think this might. You know, it's a terrible tragedy that has, has happened, and it's a horrible thing. However, you know, this this might be taking the toll with him. Not saying he's going to do anything terrible, but I think that uh, he's done making movies. You know, he might make a small appearance here and there, but I don't think he's going to make another full full fledged film again. I think this is going to take a big toll because there's lawsuits coming left and right. But back to the point where I was trying to make is that on these movies, on any movie, you know, with so much going on, you know. Accidents do happen, which apparently what happened to her is there was, yeah, definitely was onset injury and concussion and a fractured shoulder. So it looks like, you know, obviously maybe some action scene, a wire is broken or something's going off and it's just you know, fully rocked her on one side. Um, but what has apparently what's been reported is the fact that it's actually become much worse than they originally thought in saying that now uh, the production is completely halted and will not restart until January 2022. Now, my point is the fact that I do hope that she gets well. I do hope, you know, uh, speedy recovery on anything like this. She's a great actor and she's one of the major highlights in Black Panther. And I can't wait to see what's going to happen next. The big, which I said a couple of weeks ago, the big thing going with Black Panther 2 is that there's just a giant question mark over, you know, and if you look at the entire... MCU um, lineup so far. We know little tidbits here and here of everything. However, Black Panther has, you know, Doctor Strange 2, Multiverse of Madness, and Thor 4 are the most high movies for myself that I can't wait to watch, you know, the most excited for. However, Black Panther, I'm excited for it for a different reason. I'm excited for because I want to know what millions and millions of other fans want to know is how they're going to handle... Um, obviously Chadwick Bone's death and like what is who you know who's going to be Black Panther how's that all going to entail what's they going to be moving forward you know does that, does that mean they're going to bring you know the, the Young Avengers is going to be pulled forward obviously because the fact you know there's 
you know, will Shari take up the mantle? You know, I'm, I'm guessing, you know, if she's been in this kind of action scene, depending on what's happened, maybe she has. Um, but that's the big question is what, how how they're going to handle um, his passing. Because um, obviously we all we know is the fact that they're going to make it 100% a tribute, um, definitely a tribute to uh, Jarek Bozeman. They will honor that. And obviously it's going to be Wakanda forever, Wakanda forever. Um, but we don't know much more than that. So that's a big question going for Black Panther 2. But I do hope um, the fact that later, elite, Letter, letter, right? Ooh, I hope I said that right. Lol. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I hope I said that right. Um, definitely hope that uh, I've said that her name right. Is the fact that I hope this doesn't delay anything further or doesn't put anything out of sorts because of that. Um, yeah, but then again, you know, these things allow delays. Um, obviously, the fact that we're seeing in most recent is the fact also with Doctor Strange too. They're doing reshoots as well for a couple of scenes and uh, we don't know what's to do with you know we don't know if there's obviously something major's happened or you know they're just trying to make sure they keep on top of everything or keeping everyone guessing um but yeah speedy recovery for her and you know drug production has delayed in the last three months another rumor i did see now i was going to report on this but because i mentioned dr strange too another rumor is the fact that hugh jackman is going to return in dr strange 2 as the wolverine Look, it's been reported like a year ago that this was going to happen. And, you know, this is probably a rumor that I honestly, I don't, as a part of me, the things that he, it's, obviously it's not actually going to happen because he was so happy, so content with how Logan ended, you know, how Logan ended. Um, and he was happy that not to return to the character. However, he has mentioned in, in multiple interviews that he, one of his biggest regrets was that he couldn't be in the MCU um, to play, you know, to play Wolverine because he was at, you know, that little bit too early. However, you know, if he does, you know, if he does appear, and if I am wrong, then he does, you know, that's one thing he can take off, you know, check off his list that, you know, he did play Logan. Wolverine fantastically Logan was a great final and he can honestly say that yes I was also in the MCU you know obviously but the thing is if Wolverine does appear in the MCU if Hugh Jackman does play him obviously that's going to be a variation so where where how is what is our MCU Wolverine is going to look like that's also another question so you open Pandora's box but look as I've always said Hugh Jackman come back as Logan Take my money, and I always take my money. However, don't don't really know. Not too sure about that one. Uh, but moving along, moving along, moving along, moving along to video game news. Um, Rockstar have released a statement about the unplayable disaster, shitfire, god awful, the definitive edition of GTA. Now, I haven't bought the game. I will buy the game. I'm waiting for the physical copy to come out, but I haven't bought the game. However, everything that's come out so far is that apparently, yeah, look, Rockstar nearly have a clear record on their launches for games. You know, and obviously there's obviously some tweaks you have to do when a game comes out. That's where we stand now, but nearly every single game that Rockstar produce is like 98.5% playable good to go and that one percent is they do a patch for it like the, within the week it's launched 
This game is, from what I've seen, is the fact that there's so many glitches, there's so many, and, all, and it's not just one game, all across all three, there's different glitches going on, different stuff, you know, characters looking weird, or, you know, different scenes aren't, you know, people are cut out, walking through walls, it's, oh, jeez, it's, it's better to be a mess, it's, unfortunately, will this will be a stain on Rockstar's clean record. And it's terrible because the fact these are legacy games. These are studio legacy building games. Uh, but yes, uh, with the report, sorry, with the statement they said is that they do apologize for the state. It's come out in. Obviously, things were unforeseen. It's happened. And they're going to release an update that will, over the next couple of weeks, that will, uh, sorry, it wasn't weeks, it was days, that to fix up the game. I'm very curious to see how big that update is. Uh, to fix everything. Or oh, it could be the fact it could be updates, multiple updates. So, so I'm really hoping that by the time I buy the physical copy, because it doesn't come out until December 9th, I do believe, is that those updates have come out. And in fact, when I do pick up the game, the fact is the fact a lot of them have been fixed up. However, look at the current state. I really didn't want to say this. I really didn't want to. However, it's almost, this game is almost, not to the same degree, but it's close to the launch of Cyberpunk. Yep. Yes, I said it. I said it. It's it's not looking very well, and it's just, whoa. But they said the fact that um, they will fix it, they are sorry, and they will, you know, they want to live up to these legacy games. But the most thing, you know, the interesting thing I read regarding about that Rockstar statement is, you know, all of that made sense to me. I knew they were going to do this. However... They mentioned the fact that, you know, people are, are being mean, commenting, you know, like harassing, you know, uh, developers, you know, actual personal developers on the game about this. And that's not right. Honestly, that's not right. Look, you know, you can, you know, in a situation where the fact that, you know, you feel ripped off, look, I get it, like, you know, people can feel ripped off and everything, but, you know, return the game or get a refund. You know, that's what you can do, put it to rest. You don't need to attack someone or you don't need to harass someone because of this. It's the same thing happened with Cyberpunk. It's ridiculous. Like, you don't need to do that. Like, people do put their heart and souls into this and, you know, you don't need to attack them for it. Yes, you can clearly, you know, post a review, comment, you know, saying how, you know, if you don't really the game, like, they've made a shit game. It's not one person. It's a collective of people that make it. You know, they've collectively made it shit. You don't need to attack one person or attack individual group of people. So they've had to push out this statement saying, please, essentially, back the right off and leave us alone. You know, that's not right. You know, that's obviously that's illegal. And you can also go, go to prison for it because that's not the right thing to do. And it's just, it's sad. It doesn't need to happen. You know, you, they, people don't need to go to that degree unless they, you know, they've taken your money um, and the fact that... Yeah, I like the thing that was one. Well, Cyberpunk, I completely, I don't condone it, but when that launched and the fact that the state came in, the 100%, you need to get your refund from that. That was 100% unplayable. You could not, like, it was a terrible launch, Cyberpunk. That's a statement. And the fact is, you know, you, I get it, you feel robbed. You feel like, you know, they've, they've told you all this, it's going to be this, it's, you know, almost like a politician. It's going to be this, it's going to be that, and you're going to love it, here it is. 
and it's just like a soggy sandwich uh, with a, you know, with the, you know, your glass of milk half gone, and it's slightly off, it's like, yeah, and then looking over at you going, yeah, yeah, you like, you like it, you know, like what I cooked you? No, this is trash, this is trash, take it back, and and come back to me. But no, Cyberpunk is, is close to that, but yeah, anyone out there who's listening to this, you don't need to attack the developers. Attack them, well, don't attack them, but you know, air your grievances, Air your grievances collectively because it's a whole unit that, you know, have made this shitty game or stuffed up completely, which we can aptly see, which the GTA has. And, I'm, you know, I feel sorry for the, all those developers that have been, you know, attacked personally. Like, you know, you put your hard work in it, but obviously there's something that's gone wrong and, you know, COVID's caused a lot of that. However, you don't need to do that. Um, in other gaming news, the Steam Deck has uh, Steam Deck uh, portable uh, gaming console has been pushed back. Uh, that was going to be released uh, in December for America. That's been pushed back until Feb 2022. They've announced that due to the global supply chains, due to microchips, that is the reason why um, they've had to delay it. Now, for being in Australia, we weren't looking until about I think. Uh, March, we were probably going to get it, but now if they've delayed by two two months, we're probably not looking. I'd say June or De- June or July next year, we would see the Steam Deck in Australia, which is kind of gutted. But hey, look, that the shortages shortages in microchips is being felt from everywhere. Like you know, in Australia, like we're still struggling to get stock of the Xbox One, sorry, Xbox X and the PlayStation 5. I'm really glad I got mine. Mark's really glad. Dean's glad. Um, However, you know, for other people, it's still mad. Like, just the other day, just the other day on our local uh, Big W um, shopping center for anyone internationally, uh, they announced at like 9 o'clock, PlayStation 5, Xbox X in stock. By 12 o'clock, they announced, now out of stock, done. You gotta wait. Like, that's insane. But the fact it's still so hard to get these consoles because of the global shortage, you know, it's, you know, at this rate, the game, the console will be out for like three years and, you know, people are still waiting, uh, still waiting to get it, which is insane. But yeah, that's been pushed back. So we we'll have to wear that. Can't wait to get my hands on that thing. A poor computer. Take my money. Uh, also, moving on, a little callback. So I did on episode seven of my podcast i did a review of a game called surviving the aftermath now that was an early access game and i've been playing it non-stop since then and you know it's about three three or four months now and there's a lot of updates that happened to it you know there was a lot that needed to happen to it however um as of this week that game is fully launched fully ready to go that's on xbox and playstation store so if you'd like to pick it up so basically as the title said sim city meets post-apocalyptic basically they do a fantastic game on it it's a it's obviously city building you know dealing with the fact of all the elements of um a post-apocalyptic obviously renegades um weird animals that have mutated you know uh toxic waste shortage of supplies altogether it's actually a lot of fun um, i do recommend it especially if you're a city building person i do recommend it um obviously there's a little 
little grind and stuff. There was, when I did my review, the little grind was the fact that, that supply chains to get stuff, it was a very big grind to get it, but they've kind of tweaked that. So the fact that, you know, you can get your wood, your metal and everything like a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that's come out and I highly, still highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun. Um, especially now, fact, with all the updates compared to when I bought it. Shit, it was so much like, oh, it was glitchy and it kept crashing. That's the only thing I did. Like, it's my first early access game, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to wait next time. This is shit. <laughs> but do recommend it. It's now on sale. It's only about 40 50 bucks, and, you know, it's by the same guys that do Surviving, Surviving Mars, which they've done a couple of more DLC stuff, as well as City Skylines. I can't remember the name now. It's uh, also SimCity, basically. They do a fantastic version of that as well. That's fully out. So, after all of that news, that is news I have for you guys to you know, keep you up to date. There was a bit there, actually, uh, especially with, you know, Hawkeye, Mark Keaton, Black Widow, all of that. So, that's all. So, let's get, with all that, let's get on to the reviews. So, I've got two reviews for you guys today. Uh, one, Big Mouth Season 5. And Final Space Season 3. So I smashed out both these shows because I've enjoyed them since they first premiered. And I thought, you know, after finally Season 3 came out for Final Space and Big Mouth just came out, the perfect double combo. So with Big Mouth, now if you haven't watched Big Mouth, Big Mouth is a a great show, animated. It's created by Nick Kroll. And basically it deals with about these five... High school, all these kids going through puberty, and it's got so far it's going for five seasons. It started in September 2017, Netflix exclusive, and basically, you know, they're dealing with puberty. And one of the best parts is the fact that there's hormone monsters. Yes, every kid going through puberty gets a hormone monster trying to get you to go, you know, do what you want to do when you're puberty. Um, but the show is really good because it actually develops, you know, as it goes on each season, they deal with more things you're going through high school, you know, anxiety, depression, shame. It's all, you know, in different animals or gratitude or gratitude actually in the show. And it does it really well. And I feel like it's very crude. It's, it's RMA. It's very cute, uh, humor. It's, really funny like you know if you like family guys south park and all that it's right up there but actually it handles all those major things that you do go through very well actually and very you know relatable to a degree and when you're watching it you're like yeah 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 i remember that or i remember that and it's funny because the fact that it's just it's just basically it's smack in the mouth it's going to tell you exactly how it is there's no hiding it there's no um, you know, you know, this happened. No, no, it's going to tell you straight on. And it's really funny because you feel sorry for these kids because you're like, after five seasons, you're like, Jesus, oh, God, how much more can you guys can, you know, can take? But you know, at the same time, that's in that's five seasons. However, they're going through like two years of school, or roughly, give or take. All the voice acting is fantastic, and basically, um, anxiety, depression. Um, shame all have their own particular monster as well there's the anxiety um, mosquito the depression cat the shame wizard now the, the best part about the shame wizard is that it's voiced by 
um, Professor Lupin from Harry Potter. And every time I'm like, I, it's so hard to put the two together when they're on when he's talking. But then the fact that the shame wizard, yes, anything that you got shame with in his name, he is right there. Um, and you know, each of them have their own particular monster, which they do appear up in different seasons. Um, when they start going through with it, obviously, as the name and titles. Um, but look, the show isn't for everybody. Obviously, if you you know um, don't like that crude humor, I wouldn't recommend it. Or you know, if it's too front on, I also don't recommend it. But you know, it's it's a great show to look back on and just laugh. You know, it's a it's really funny. You know, there's a lot of guest stars. You know, Seth Rogen and others have been in it, and so far these. You know, it's done five seasons so far, and and Netflix have pretty sure have ordered seven seasons, so we should have two more. Uh, but this latest season deals with love and hate. So yes, you do have a love bug, and you do have a hate worm, um, which is you know throughout the season, you know, you see the fact that when they fall in love, everything that goes through your mind. Um, obviously, when you start hating someone, everything you would do, like social media, your yeah being your little group and you like a hate group on someone and when you know nothing brings two people more together than a shared hate or shared love um you know and also dealing with split parents you know when another parent comes in you know stuff like that also you know how different people react with different emotions you know it does all that stuff all handles very well and throughout the season that is constant you know it doesn't Making probably the absurd thing is the humor and having a puberty monster. When it actually gets down to the nitty gritty, it's all they do that very well. You know, I all five seasons are doing fantastic in that sense of way. So, a lot of people obviously, I think it's the humor that puts people off, but I think very well any of those basic human emotions they do very well and convey it. Um, and it's just you know, Maury, the hormone monster, is just like so. You know, so effing funny just how like blunt he is and like you know his crude humor or you know he's always trying to get you to you know uh have a lovely day if you will <laughs> um but no this this season i think they did very well um for season five you know season four they went on camp um you know what it's like to go on a school camp with everybody you know the different uh, the wonderful people you meet, everyone that goes. But this season was also about love and hate and how much it can change you, and especially when you get rejected or the fact that when someone pisses you off. Um, they did all that very well. Um, you know, obviously going, obviously also singing songs. They also had a Christmas special episode, which every show obviously has a Christmas special nearly, uh, as well as. Uh, Nick Kroll, who voices about four characters in it. He does Maury. He does. Uh, uh, he does Lola. He does a couple other characters as well. Um, I'm trying. Um, oh, was it no? The oh, I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. It's just me. basically he's a hormone monster, but he's very, uh, very old. Uh, very old. It's like he's been doing the hormone monster job way too long, and he needs to put out to pasture. But uh, spoiler, he appears at the last episode. Um, because of the fact that the main character, and obviously himself, he's trying to play himself in a little bit, uh, comes with you know, you know, how's every, you know, why is everything bad happened to me, or what is everything shit happens to me? And he's basically like, look, no, nothing shit happens to you. Depression, anxiety, love, that's all normal. That's life. You have to deal with it. You know, it's not, you're not 
singled out or you're not picked on. That's just how it is. It's a very surreal moment kind of thing, um, but it does send a good message to the fact that you deal with these things in life every day, and it does feel sometimes the world is just against you, but really it's just unfortunately just life. Uh, but uh, look, it's doing... Obviously, the main character is also called Nick. Sorry. Um, <laughs> um, but look, positives things... Oh, well, that's pretty much all the positives that about the show. Probably the only bad thing is the fact that it's getting... Um, for me, I did, obviously did laugh a lot for the season five. However, some of the jokes seemed very familiar to me. And I was like, all right, so is this like, you know, season six, I need to change up a lot because it's getting a little bit stale. Uh, the message isn't getting stale. Just some of the jokes and some of the stuff, you'd be a bit like, huh, yeah, I guess that was funny. Yeah, that's, the only, that's the only thing is like, you know, after you're watching like one, two, three, four, smack bang, could not stop laughing. This one I felt, a, I could feel it a little bit. However, that's probably the only bad thing. I can't wait to see season six. I can't wait to see season seven. Like I do hope they keep going because it's a great show. Honestly, it's it's honestly a really good show. If you like that crude humor, if you do like that sense of uh, smack bang right in the mouth, especially with being you know, you know whether you're being straight, gay, lesbian, bi, it's all in there as well. So I highly recommend the show to anyone. You just gotta be waiting for what's gonna come next. <laughs> you know, and you gotta remember your hormone monster as well, or hormone female monster as well. Um, but yeah, as I said, it's not for everyone. But season five, solid. Good, it's keeping the momentum. However, some of the jokes are trying to get uh, a bit stale, but the message is staying with it. Uh, moving on, Final Space. So Final Space only has three seasons, and it's really sad because of the fact that this show started on um, February 26th in 2018. It's really sad because this particular show has been cancelled. Uh, Adult Swim and Nef- uh, Adult Swim have pulled the plug. Foop. And be like, nah, no more. And it's it's really sad because obviously in a show like this, it has ended on a cliffhanger. So the main character is the main character is called Gary Spieven. So in the first season, we get him the fact that uh, he's on a prison ship, he's doing time for everything he's done, and then he uh, meets this little green ball with cosmic powers uh, called Mooncake. That he's uh, that the evil. Uh, Supreme Commander is trying to get because he wants all the powers, the power of a massive weapon to open final space, which is an interdimensional uh, galaxy. Um, the funny thing is that the Supreme Commander is uh, played by David Tennant. You would never guess it. Honestly, when he starts talking, you would never guess that's Doctor Who. 110%. Oh, no, all the purple man from um, Jessica Jones. Uh, season one, you have never guessed it. Um, but no, if you this show is really good as in the sense if you like Rick and Morty, this is really funny too. This has its moments. Um, it does tell a really good story. So obviously they're trying to keep Mooncake, this cosmic villain, away from the evil Supreme Commander. And along along the journey, they pick up some more characters like Avocado uh, and Little Avocado. <laughs> yes, yes, is exactly his name. Uh, so the first season we get is they go, it's a space adventure, you know, Rick and Morty, Guns of the Galaxy kind of style. Um, still with that, you know, not as crude, but still punch the mouth kind of stuff sometimes. 
Um, so that's that's probably a good strong point. So I only watched this show because it came on my recommendations on Netflix, and I thought, all right, I'll give this a watch. Binged it. Binged the first two seasons back and forth when I watched it. I was like, oh, this this is great. And then I was all excited when season three, and then boom, cancelled. I'm like, what? Oh, for Pete's sake. However, the creator has mentioned the fact that he will continue the story either in comics or video games. Yeah, if they make a video game, take my money. This would be awesome. It's, it's really good. Um, but yeah, so definitely going to the cancel. But yeah, obviously that happens in season one. And season two, they're definitely try, they're trying to get into Final Space. So they go on that kind of venture. And then three, they're finally in Final Space. And... Yeah, it's interesting because the fact that after two seasons, you finally get to see what everyone's talking, been talking about for two seasons, this interdimensional world called Final Space with um, this evil being in the back. And look, characterization is fantastic. Some of, some of the moments are really real and you do feel really sorry for these characters, what they're going through, because you're like, how much more can you take uh, before you finally break? You know, and also uh, Gary Speedman, he's also got a robot companion. I think the funniest thing is the fact that SpongeBob, uh, Tom uh, Tom Kenny, he's playing the character, and all I can hear is SpongeBob. It's all I can hear. Uh, he he's actually a f- he's actually really funny, but some of these moments, it it, do, it does actually get really sad, and you're like, oh shit, you know, for a cartoon. Obviously, definitely go watch uh, BoJack, BoJack Horseman. That does a fantastic job of making you feel a lot and think a lot about everything. But um, yeah, so the the season does all of that in characterization sad, and sad moments. And it, that's actually a really good um, space opera, definitely space opera kind of show. And, you know, definitely in that vein of Rick and Morty. Definitely, and look, if you just want something new to try, if you want something a little bit different, um, sadly, yes, it only does have three seasons. However, overall, it's a good story. Characterizations are good, and there's some really laugh-out-loud moments, and I really, yeah, season three was really good because you finally got to see the world of Final Space and actually see everything. just gets sadder from there. Set up from the very start to the very end, and the cliffhanger and cliffhanger at the very end, you're really annoyed because you're like, "How could you end on like that?" However, from the credit, it kind of sounds like the fact that he didn't kind of know season four wasn't going to be a thing. However, um, how you loosely to finally see Final Space and they're trying to get out of it, and it's a whole, it's a really good adventure, Guns Galaxy kind of style, and just laugh out loud moments. So that's also a second recommendation. Probably the only bad thing I have for season three um, was just the fact that it did seem the fact that it progressed slowly. Like it's like they stretched it out as long as they could. Um, And it was just like, oh, you could have pushed it a little bit longer, a little bit forward. You know, you could add more content into it. It just seemed like they were just stretching for time. Um, overall the season three that was probably about the most um, but that's probably my only really bad thing about the thing also bad is the fact that it is cancelled as well that's probably the other gripe but you know you can't control that but yeah those are my two recommendations for today guys and look I uh, thank you very much for tuning today's episode definitely leave a like share comment you know all the wonderful stuff or if you have any different opinions on anything I've mentioned today 
um, especially about my reviews. Like, did you like Big Mouth? Did you like Final Space? Like, do you think these were shit? Am I wrong? Hey, if I'm wrong, tell me. I'm glad to hear anyone's opinion. Uh, but yeah, thank you for tuning in with these guys. Thank you for tuning in. Sorry, thank you for tuning in with these guys. <laughs> thank you for tuning in with me. <laughs> um, and until next time, guys. Thanks for listening to Lights, Camera, Rant. If you like the show, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. While you're at it, leave us a rating and review, and be sure to tell your friends. Until next time, happy ranting. <laughs>